best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to Talking Halo. It's Derek C. Paul with my co-host, my partner in crime, Jared Timms. And we are here to talk more about Artie Moreno and the Angels, where they're going, where they've been. I think everything in between, judging from the looks on Jared's face. Jared, how are you, man? 
I'm not doing too bad. Excited to talk about it now that, you know, in a sense the dust has settled and we're able to kind of fully wrap our heads around it instead of just giving, you know, an initial crazy thought, crazy idea about it. Like, you know, Nate and I did uh, last week about it. So it'll be interesting to see what we come up with. I know we have, I got more to talk about. I have, you know, some interesting ideas. So. All right. Well, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Right off the bat. Nothing else. Yeah. 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 Because you know what? I've been sitting there going back and forth about for a few days and I've been kind of contemplating how I feel really in general about it. I, I can't, really make sense to the fact that given where the team is right now that he wouldn't sell other than he saw something that made him stay. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of be objective with it instead of just fly off the handle, kind of like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So my mind isn't really made up yet. It's just not, I'm sitting there going, well, this, this, and this, and I'm, I think I'm close. I, I think I'm not happy about it given the track of the last 10 years. But here's a question, though. What if he goes back to his track record of the first 10 years? Yeah, you know, and, and in a sense, he was, he, was handed a, he was handed a gift by Disney, right? Like, you know, they're coming off the World Series. You have a good farm system already. You, you have a team in, in the making there and what happens after that. And we've seen it, and it hasn't been very good. So, yes, if he, if he goes back to Artie Moreno, the fan, Artie Moreno, the walking around the upper deck, walk you know during games actually at games because the last time he was at a game was i i know because he was giving away awards that was the last time he was at a game that i've seen i haven't we've not seen him at a game since then opening day nothing like that probably since probably since 2019 maybe 2020 i think so it's been a long time since he's actually been at a game so if he gets back to where he was before you know, the Artie Moreno that wants to truly go out there and win and and realize that you're going to make money off of winning and not money off of, you know, putting out a flashy team, you know, cutting back on everything, uh, including development and everything like that, and letting the guys you hire do their thing. Um, and, and you look at, like, the year, the scouting department that got Trout. You know, that draft was probably one of the best drafts not just in Angels history. It was definitely the best draft in Angels history, but one of the best drafts of all time when you look at it. You, you, you look mm-hmm. at who they got that year. I mean, Trout, Richards, Skaggs, Gritchick, just to name a few, couple more down there. Corbin. Corbin. I mean, you look at that entire draft, and I mean, that is an un... Like, to get that in, you know, a, a couple-year span is solid. To get that in one draft is unbelievable, and you tip the cap to development, and you tip the cap to... um the uh, the scouting department on what they what they did there. Um, with that being said, if Artie can go back to the way he was, then a hundred percent, you know, loving the game, being at games, um, not sh- you know, short ending things, cu- not cutting things short or anything like that, then a hundred percent, do it, you know, because every owner is like that. Like if every owner, every owner has to love the game. Not as much as Steve Cohen. You don't have to go out there and throw. million on a team like he is this year. But I mean, to own a team, you have to like it to some degree. So I think at the moment, only time will tell. Um, But yeah, if he can get back to that, I'm okay with it. You know, like it's fine. He's a good businessman. If he can just step away from interfering with baseball, it'll be okay. But only time will tell on that side of stuff, right? I think that's a conundrum. I think when you look at and by the way, I just wanted to use the word conundrum, to be honest. <laughs> the The reality, though, I keep hearing this is he doesn't want to win. He's not trying to win. That's not true. I mean, 
He's trying to win. He's been trying to win. But somewhere along the way, it became more focused on how he wants to run things instead of how a baseball operator is going to run things. And that's what we, we want him to get back to. I don't think it's a – I mean, there's no question in my view that he does care. That's another thing. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to win. Isn't no, 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 no. He, he does. He does. But when you be when you're a successful businessman and you've been doing this for a long time, after a while, in many cases, you stop listening to other people. You stop thinking that you know everything. Not everybody does this, but this does happen. It's it, it's been the downfall of great many businessmen in, in American history. Uh, but you cannot in a baseball world where the game has changed a lot the last 20 years, we've had so many conversations about rule changes and so on and so forth. And the, the shift, the shift 25 years ago, no one, what, you know, and now we got to ban the shift. So I just look at it and, and think, can he let go of baseball operations and let the people he hired to do, do their job. And if he can let go and heck go back, I mean, when he was hired, no, when, when he bought the team, sorry, when he bought the team, he became quickly one of the most beloved owners in baseball. He was engaged. He, he, he worked with, you know, the, the entire way things are priced at the stadium. I mean, he was a, he was an average Joe's owner and somewhere that got away, but that guy is still there. He didn't just magically disappear. He's still there. Where's his eyes at? And maybe during this time frame of sale, maybe he didn't like what he was hearing about how other people wanted to run the team. Maybe it brought him down to earth. Now that's kind of idealistic thinking. I don't necessarily be- believe that. I'm hoping that. But on the flip side of it, if he's going to keep doing the things that he's been doing, the bad day for Angels fans if he's staying. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And it and it also brings up another really interesting question that. More so, I want you and I to talk about because I would know the answer of Nate. I would know the answer of Brock. But two people to actually think this through is, you know, Artie Moreno, is it a good idea to even keep Shohei Otani? Because there's two sides of it. From a fan side of things, from a business side of things, Shohei Otani is a very good person to keep in-house, keep around, throw money at, right? And, and that brings up the question of like, is that Artie's first move? Like, Hey, Perry, you need to go get this guy at all costs, extend him. Do not let him at the free agent market. And if that's the case, then you're kind of back to where you we've, we've been before the pool holes, the Josh Hamilton thing, you know, the, I mean, and even Mike Trout thing, you know, where I, nobody wanted Trout to Trout to walk or anything like that, but it was always questioned. Do you trade Trout? Do you do this? Do you do that? Do you extend him? For me, it was always extend him. You build around this guy. That's that's right where, where I stood. With Shohei Otani, it's a. I've always thought like Shohei has brought a little bit less to the table. You know, he takes away the DH. What if he gets hurt? He's been very injury plagued in the past. The past since 2020, he has been well, since 20 since the last two years. He's been very very good. Been one of the best players in baseball. But look at his four four years before that injury. Uh, wasn't the wasn't a, the the hitter that he was now, you know? Wasn't you know the Tommy John the the this the that the knee the the back? And, you know he's had he's had the injuries that are that are scary. So I I look at Shohei Otani on a different standpoint of is he actually you know gonna help the team long term? You know uh, Mike Trout's gonna need need to DH at mm-hmm. some point. Anthony Rendon's gonna need to DH at some point, and that's just gonna be you know Shohei Otani's position for the next. 12 years, you know, and what if he gets hurt and can't pitches anymore? Then he's a $45 million DH. 
that's scary to me. That really, really is. I understand from a business business standpoint, you know, that could be your Artie's first move is I want to go extend Shohei Otani, make that big splash and and show everybody what I'm made of. But I just don't know if that's that's the right move to make if I'm if I'm already right. Well, the way I look at it is is you really can't keep them. I'm on I'm on something I don't want to. I I saw someone make this argument online this week, and the idea was listen, look at how much money that the angels are making just from Japan themselves, the money coming in through media and so on and so forth. But the problem is not the fact that you're making money from Japan. The problem is the luxury tax. And that luxury tax does not change whether or not you're making extra profit from somewhere else. It is what it is and it will always be what it is. And if you cross that salary threshold, regardless of what what amount of money, what profit you make, you're going to have that threshold. The Angels, I think, are probably going to be willing to cross that threshold on a limited basis if they're in contention, if they're there at the end. So come trade deadline, I think they will. However, long-term, can they do that with Mike Trout already under contract, making nearly 40 a year? And then you add on what will be easily a $50 million contract. That's $90 million a year on two players. It just doesn't make mathematical sense for the Angels when they have other financial commitments as well. And therein's the problem. In a perfect world where you're not under a sort of kind of sort of salary cap system where you're going to pay a massive amount. This is not the taxes for crossing the luxury tax. The, the money you're paying into that, it's high. It's not a light penalty you pay. The Mets are going all in this year. They're going to pay a price for this. They are. And the Angels, this is why they've always been willing to go close but not over because they don't want to pay that same price. And most teams don't want to long-term. Some teams can. Can the Angels long-term? I don't think they can. They're not, they're not going to be willing to. Financially, use is what you have to do. So I don't see how they can keep Otani. I would, would I like them to? Yeah. I'm not worried about the limitations that you talk about, like DH and so on and so forth, um, because of what he brings. But th- this it's just a money situation where you cannot keep a guy who's going to make $50 million a year, especially when you have other concerns. Can I, by the way, do I think they can work it out? I think they can. But it, kind of the irony, by the way, is you keep hearing this of, well, Tony wants to win. Tony wants to win. All these guys want to win. Well, if you want to win, you know, here's the conundrum. You have this situation where you have to keep your team within a certain salary area. And yet you want to make your own bones. Sooner or later, a decision has to be made. Like, do I take less? And in today's world, that's not allowed. Like your agent, the the, the union's going to be all over you. No, you can't take less. Well, you can't say, I want to stay here. I want to win. And I want to make all this money. Usually it's not going to work. So I'm kind of watching Otani because the whole thing is I want to win. I want to win. Well, you want to win, you're going to go somewhere and make $50 million. In the process, you're going to wipe out someone's salary structure, which makes it less likely they can win. That includes the Angels. Long term, I agree with that. I do. Um, 
And that's also, again, what scares me. You look at it next year, though. Shohei's making 30 mil this year, right? You look at two guys that come off the books next year, Gio Urshela, who's probably going to make in that $9 to $10 million range, and Hunter Renfro, who's going to make in that 9 to $12 million range. Nine, let's say like at the minimum, nine plus nine, 18. You're already making Shohei's 30 million. That's $48 million right there. There you go. That's your, that, that's, that's Shohei Otani's contract right there, right? You're getting rid of your Shella. You're getting rid of Renfro. Adele's probably playing the outfield. You have your shortstop of the future and Neto coming up. That's why I think that you look at the the money. The money makes sense there. I don't think down the road it does. It makes the money sense. next year makes sense. It does make sense if they front row the deal. A lot of times you back load the deal, front load the deal. So instead of you, instead of you making more money at the end of your contract, you're making more in the beginning. So maybe you pay him sixty mil his first two years, and then goes even down it out, 40. yeah. Maybe you do that. And that's what they should have done with Pujols, by the way. But teams are reluctant to do that. And maybe the process is you get, you guarantee more of it. But, you know, it does work if you're willing to front load it more, which means more money toward the front. It means you're going to be in the luxury tax for a couple of years in the beginning, and you'll be able to even it out at the end. But, you know, and another thing you need to be doing here is, is how often does does baseball actually raise the luxury tax threshold? They're going to be doing it a lot the next couple of years for sure because of the CBA agreement. It goes up, I think it goes up to 260 at some point. If I'm I mean, not, if he, it could be less. It, so there is lighting in the tunnel. This is what you're talking about for the NFL. The NFL actually reduced their salary cap structure a couple of years now. In the next two years, the new TV contracts come. You're going to see the salary cap jump. The NHL, the NBA also kind of went in the States with, with COVID. That stuff with these two with new TV deals coming up that will jump. So if I'm the Angels and I want to keep Otani, then I'm front load the deal, and then I can as when we see that jump, all of a sudden you'll be okay. Will it match up though? You know, but on the same token, if if they they don't want to do this and people have already been frying us, if they take Trout and they move Trout and they move. Tony, you just rebuilt your entire organization for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been on a non-trout trade, by the way. I mean, I'm not saying you should. I don't don't think the value is there at the moment either. I mean, you look at him, he's going to be getting a little bit older. I mean, sure, he makes a difference for a team that wants needs to win right now and everything, but the contract's not the most team-friendly. I mean, he's 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 still still like 30, man. Come on. He's He's not like still Mike Trout. He's not 35 years, and he can still hit for power. Yeah. Now he's not running like he used to, yeah. but last, he's still, yeah, Mike Trout. Yeah, I mean, last thing, last thing to think about with the Artie whole this whole Artie situation is now that Artie's going to keep the team. Can you imagine if Artie if Artie now lets him walk? Oh man, it's going to be brutal. <laughs> it's going right? brutal. Can you like and, he keeps the team, he lets him walk? Like he didn't let a new owner do that. New like. Mm-hmm or anything like that, but it's it's now on Artie when you think about it, right? Well, I mean, if you're, if you're on Artie's situation, you can't let him walk now. No. You have to either trade him or sign him. That, that could be a good thing. We were always concerned about him walking. Walking is the worst thing possible. If, if, you, if he's not going to stay and, and your team is 
like one game over 500, 10 games under 500 come all-star break, you got to trade them. You got to move them because you're not going to win the World Series. You're just not. You're not. Your team you, is showing at that point you're not structured for it. You, you that trade them or go all in at that point, right? You have to make the playoffs. And this is why I'm okay with them. I mean, everybody loves Mike Trout. Man, I love Mike Trout. He's been a costume professional since he came up. He's been, you know, representing the Angel organization. You know, nobody wants to see him go. But if you're looking at the future of the organization, if you're going to move one, you might as well move both, and you would be competing for a World Series in a couple of years. That's the kind of haul you can bring between those two. Uh, you could have you could have just moved Otani last offseason or last July and gotten Big the haul that you got for uh... – that Juan Soto got from so ugh. they could have, but but the reality is they don't want to move him. They want him to be an angel his entire career. Just depends so, if he wants to be one. They invested a lot in him as much as the, the, people keep talking about. He did this and he did that. The Angels took a lot of risk with him. They they put up with a lot of injury issues with him. They could have given up on him those first couple of years when he kept getting hurt and kept getting hurt and kept getting hurt. They didn't give up on him. So it's not like it's one way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's both ways, and in the end, you know, you got to hope that something's workable. But if not, you got to move them. Yep. No, I'm I'm in, I'm in full agreement there with you. So I don't got any more on this topic. You got anything else? Fancy baseball. A couple of years ago, we had fancy baseball. We had four leagues going. Um, we have two that are either partially or mostly filled right now, and we have been getting more and more email addresses or. Listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna put you on some kind of mailing list. We just want to have fun, okay? So, DM me, DM the Talking Halos um, page on Talking Halos. You can get us on Facebook. You can use the web page we have to send us content information if you want us to add you to our fantasy leagues this year. Uh, j- you could just have a a email list just for fantasy baseball. We're doing through Yahoo, so there you go. Okay, so we we're moving. Although I have to give you a hard time, Jared, because you've got your invites. You haven't joined one league yet. I have not. They're sitting in my With inbox. The I know where they're at. Sorry, I went skiing and been busy. So I did that right after this, though. You know what, Dan? You're, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. That's all I got, folks. Follow us on Twitter, Talking Halos. Follow Jared at Jared underscore Tim's. It's just yeah. Jared underscore Tim's, right? Yeah. I had a moment. Hey, senior moment. Even though I'm not old. Follow me on Twitter as well. But don't forget Facebook, don't forget the website. You got stuff going up there. And soon, very soon, we'll have the tour in the league series. So in the meantime, take it easy and we're out of here.